0: Listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com.
1: We must guard against the
0: acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex.
2: For well, we are opposed
3: around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. conspiracy. Have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order.
2: Either you are with us
0: or you are with the terrorists. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters.
1: Podcasting to you from the t ball slash baseball capital of the world, where I, for one, am excited for it not to be 108 for six year old t ball practice. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny.
2: And podcasting from Piedmont, Oklahoma.
1: Where I didn't really plan an intro,
2: but hey folks, we're doing a show this week, and I'm in the Telegram channel now. I'm Andrew Hoffman.
1: (laughs) Uh, One of us, one of us. He became a a member of the elect. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see there for a minute, Uh, a couple days ago, we had 33 members.
2: Yeah, uh, up to 35, but yeah, yeah, I was stuck on 33 for a little bit.
1: So, anyway, uh, kind of cool to be in there, share the memes, share... Actually, not a lot of meme sharing, a lot of... But I like I like it. There's prayer requests, and then there's, like, interesting videos. So, it's been fun. A couple of memes here and there, and uh, just a good... You know, some, sometimes people are sharing the sunrise where they are. That's cool stuff. It's nice to, to feel at least a little bit connected to a group of people that's all around the world. We got Baja, California, Auckland, New Zealand, two from Australia. I mean... Uh, UK Ireland yep. all over the place so did we get an update on the hurricane from Baja California
2: no 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 uh, oh well there was that one too I mean in our little telegram channel but no the um, the gal I don't think it was her but her her, her mom was in the path in florida for the one I, that hit i did like not see
1: day. one before i logged on i didn't see an update so we at went. this point i'm scared to look so uh i don't want to get up too off track but yeah um sorry about not doing a show last week guys not andrew's fault totally my fault i forgot to mention totally forgot on the last show to mention this and then t- as soon as the show was over i was like you know doing a debrief with andrew a very short debrief and i was just like oh and no show next week. Sorry, I should let everybody know. But yeah, last last week I was uh, in Detroit. Went to uh, United Wholesale Mortgage UWM or a company there in uh, in Detroit that kind of weird. They used to have like uh, uh, car manufacturers. Now they have the two largest mortgage companies in the country there, Rocket Mortgage and UWM. Uh, both grads of Michigan State, started by each one by, and both hate each other. So that's interesting. <laughs> so I don't know if you I don't know if you knew that, but that's uh it's an interesting factoid. I was able to take in a, a Detroit Lions game and uh see a little oh, bit Oh really? Yes. Yeah, cool. s- s- or not, excuse me. No. I apologize. The Lions uh were not playing the Tiger I took in a Detroit Tigers game, much less exciting than probably than the Detroit. Well, Lions but game.
2: the Detroit Lions would have been preseason, so that's it's, it's almost better for the Tigers, yeah
1: yeah 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 so made it to a Tigers game they played the the Cubs they beat the Cubs actually made it onto Sports Center. like there's a it's like uh, these if you like zoom in you can see these like couple of pixels with no hair that's me so during like nice. a, I think the Chicago You're Cubs famous now yeah totally famous the <laughs> Chicago Cubs hit a it wasn't a grand slam but they knocked two it was a home run that knocked three runs in because a grand slam would be four right yeah so, anyway, uh, but on that highlight, I'm up kind of standing up towards the back. Uh, anyway, it was cool, but that is why we didn't do a show, and I did not want to try to take a road rig and then try to, to do a show from the airport, all the, or excuse me, from the hotel, although, it might, you know, maybe next time we'll, we'll give it a whirl. Well,
2: I, and I know you've got, you've got some travel stories for us, but while... You just happened to mention baseball. Uh, I have a little baseball experience from this last week. Okay. So, not major leagues, but A, the Oklahoma City Dodgers. Oh, yeah. My oldest daughter, I took her to a game pretty early in the season, mm-hmm. and it was about 50 degrees and freezing. <laughs> and she's like, no, I want to stay the whole game. Like... I'm like, are you sure? We can leave early. You know, I know it's cold. No, no, no. I want to stay the whole game. So I'm like, well, I don't know. I kind of respected the dedication. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I'll take you to another game sometime this year. She had gotten like a free ticket for reading some books at school or something. So, so it's pretty much pretty close to the end of the season. So I'm like, well, we'd better... Better do it. I don't have work tonight, so let's let's do it. And so we go down there, and being the cheap person that I am, I'm like, ah, it's 108 degrees. There's going to be someone that doesn't need their tickets, and there will be people like reselling tickets cheap out on the out on the street. Right? Is that illegal in Oklahoma? I don't Is know. Is ticket scalping illegal? Don't know. I don't know, there was no one, no one out. So I'm like, all right, fine. So we, you know, we walked down there. We we're pretty early um, this time because we learned our lesson being late last time. There's nowhere to park. So, uh, so we we go down there and just about to get in line at the box office, like a two person line. And a lady walks up, she's like, hey, you want to go to the game? I'm like, yep, yeah, we're going to the game. She's like, come with me. You're going to like it. And walks us in, you know, (laughs) everyone in the stadium knows her. And she's like, we got to wait here to, it's like right behind home plate. We got to wait here for our wristbands. So they come bring the wristbands. She's like, okay, you can go upstairs in the club level, free all you can eat food. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, ah, that's cool. whatever whatever you want and and here's your f- bunch of drink tickets or whatever she's like I'm not a I don't drink alcohol but they'll they'll give you a frozen lemonade for those <laughs> I'm like sweet as it so happens I'd, I've got a kiddo who likes frozen lemonade so there we go but uh, yeah so we had uh, free sweet passes and Behind home plate, at a table.
1: Yeah, club level seats. Yeah, that's cool. So, so was she there? Like, did, so she did she stay or did she just give them up to you?
2: So she they stayed about half the game or so. Are they
1: just fans or does she work for the Dodgers?
2: No, she she said she has had season tickets since day one, like twenty five years.
1: Wow! So she just saw you and, and your daughter and thought, well, here we go.
2: Yep. She's like, and well, she had a a granddaughter with her. And so the granddaughter's like, oh, there's a a fellow girl. (laughs) Let's ask them. So that's a, it worked out. Man, that's a cool story. I figured we'd be, you know, out in the, I don't even think they open up much of the top level, but we'd be out in the, by the foul pole and we were great seats and you know, way too much candy and everything else. Yeah, yeah. the all you can eat fun.
1: stuff's wild. That's great. Yeah. I will tell you that at the Tigers game, uh, it was not all you can eat, and no. it was not free. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> my, I can't
2: imagine man. the 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 regular concession prices. I my, mean, are just. My crazy. buddy
1: came over and I was like, "What do you got there?" He goes, "I got a beer and a hot dog." And I was like, "Oh, cool. How much was that?" And he goes. and I was was like oh good how is it he goes it's terrible this is the worst hot dog I've ever had I was like I'm gonna wait and eat later yeah and then I was like hey maybe I should grab myself a tiger's hat because I'm in Detroit and it'd be cool because I came to this game maybe I give it to my kid but I'm just gonna grab a tiger's hat go and check it out. New Era has a little little stand there. Okay, cool. How much for a New Era ball cap? $50. 50? How is it going I was thinking like something ridiculous like 35. No, 35 50. 35 you can't even get a New Era ball cap in like a sporting goods store. 50 is What the, is going on? Uh so it's called inflation, Andrew. It's inflation. <laughs> so what what is going on is uh I don't know if you noticed but the Detroit Tigers not really a very good team. Still hard to buy a hat for them. Oh, I guess they I'm do, in. I'm in. You know, I'm in Detroit. Have, they have very.
2: They have a classy looking hat. Like I can see. The, it it, I it can is. I can see why you like. Like I'm. I'm going to get a Detroit Tigers hat from. Because it's
1: just yeah. The the black
2: sun you with know the D. Yeah, it's it's a classy looking hat. Right. I think that hats probably more popular than the team itself but i
1: think that that's true too but i walked over i said hey man how much for the hat and he was like uh, prices have gone up i'm like yeah clearly because i'm not paying fifty dollars for this d hat <laughs> so we're out <laughs> so i'm gonna yeah. go uh back out with the the riffraff and uh anyway I learned something, this is totally unrelated, and here we go, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show where we talk about nothing for at least 10-15 <laughs> minutes, because Andrew and I actually don't talk in real life very often. Uh, did, did, I didn't know this, so they have all these guys lined up in the outfield, and it's uh, obviously all the all the greats that have played there, but uh, Ty Cobb was one of the guys there, and I didn't know this, but did you know Ty Cobb was like a, a real jerk? Yes. I, okay, see, so that's a, it's a known thing. See, I'm just not up on my baseball. But, like, they were like, hey, look how his cleat is, like, pointed forward. Like, he's known to, like, cleat people on purpose. And mm-hmm. he's real racist and all this other stuff. I was like, wow. It's kind of weird. Like, even though they have a statue to him, they still kind of did some details to let you know. This guy's not a nice guy. So, I, I had no idea about that. But, anyway, it was a cool little field. Or, not not, not little. I guess the field used to be too big. They actually brought the... The back fence is in cuz nobody could post uh, right. st- steroids era nobody could hit it out of the park. <laughs> yeah. So so they they put a bullpen out there and now you can hit it out of the park a little more easily but had a good time. Nice. Yeah. I
2: I not been to the Detroit baseball stadium. So
1: Yeah. It's uh in downtown Detroit which, you know, in some places it's like eight out of ten would recommend, and other places it's like zero out of ten would not recommend. So Yeah. Glad yeah. to survive. Glad glad to be here. At one point I did look over and realize I had made an enormous mistake. I, I should have brought my passport. My 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 relatives were like an hour away. I just didn't I just it just didn't cross my brain. My my relatives that live outside of uh Oh okay. outside yeah. outside Toronto, right? Like ugh, I just didn't even think of it. But I'm in the stadium, I look over and, you know, there's this building and then, on the, you know, on the other side of that, there's the bridge. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm within an hour of my family. And I didn't even didn't even really even think of it. So hmm. hour, hour and a half. So that was a mistake on my part. So if any of you guys are listening, my apologies. <laughs> they're not. They're not.
2: Listening. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, we could do th- if you want to do the whole. Trip story? Now we can, or we oh, can come no, back to it. We, we could, we could tease it. Yeah, tease it for. There may be a trip later. story.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna condense it based on how much time is left later in the show. Okay. Uh, I can make it long. I can make it short. But uh, I have an interesting, an interesting trip story for sure.
2: All right. If you know, if I was going true anti media establishment, I'd still be talking about East Palestine, Ohio. But I'm enough of a sucker that I am i don't have any East Palestine stories. We should still care, though. I'll put that out there. And, um, oh, one thing I did want to mention, because I don't think I mentioned on the show, did you know that there was a report that said the whole uh, burning, burning this stuff from East Palestine was totally unnecessary? No, I did not. Yeah. Remember how originally... We were kind of saying, like, why in the world do you set it on fire? Yes, no, that, like was, it that was like the worst possible thing to do.
1: D- uh, if I, if I remember correctly, and let's give credit where it's due, I remember you complaining about it for weeks. Yeah, <laughs> like you were like, "Hey, what's going on with this burning it thing?"
2: And so what what they did is they they found some local guy, and this is relevant to to Maui. So they found some local guy, and they framed it in such a way that they told him you have like five minutes to make a decision. Okay. Totally artificial timeline. And they made it sound like imminent death and destruction stuff blowing up. If you don't authorize this burn. And so he authorized the burn, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Cause he doesn't know, you know, sure. He doesn't know they're lying to him. And they were lying to him. Um, but then they turn around and just, oh, well, you know, it's the, this guy's decision. That's what he decided to do. And there's... Uh, the people who made the rail cars and the company who made the stuff that was in the rail cars... Um, well, the company that was... that loaded, that manufactured the stuff, which, you know, burning turned into a... Bioweapon, which will cause problems for decades.
1: What what was it? Let me look it up.
2: It was, uh, well, there, there's some stuff that got all the, the only bad thing was this one thing, uh, so it's what they make PVC pipe out of, um, but in reality, there's a whole lot more stuff than that. But anyway, so the people that make that stuff, vinyl chloride, vinyl chloride, We're saying, no, it's stable. It's not going to blow up. It's fine. Just basically just drain it out of there. Right. Haul it off. Okay. And just somewhere, you know, uh, apparently there's some motivation from the railroad as far as like this is the fast. This is the way we get the railroad back open the fastest Mm. But there's no one who can make a justifiable case that there was that this was the best thing to do was set the whole thing on fire with the like we talked about with the low cloud layer right overhead right yeah that we like you know just turned layer, that disgusting
1: low ceiling
2: toxic plume of of garbage that went all over the place I mean it ugh. so. Also, in related news, we'll we'll get to stuff I actually have stories on in a second. But uh, <laughs> the latest uh, Corbett report interview on Fukushima. Okay. So this this guy is on a panel, and they come up with a plan. What should be done with Fukushima? You got a whole bunch of water that's you know got radioactive stuff in it, and you need a whole lot of concrete projects done at the site you got to build up the seawall you got to do a whole lot of stuff needs concrete right so their suggestion was why don't you take all that radioactive water use it to make concrete build up the site do everything that needs to be done you'll be done in six years and all the r- radioactive water will either be inside Rapping of concrete the concrete right Or trapped in the concrete itself through the through the process there. And what did Tepco do?
0: Oh, thanks. We're not
2: doing that. We're just going to dump it in the ocean. But don't worry, it's a kilometer out, and we're only going to test just the kind of background levels in the water right after we dump it in. And this guy does a great job of, of pointing out that bioaccumulation is the real issue. Like a little fish eats it, or a little fish is exposed to it. It builds up in their tissues, bigger fish eats it. And eventually, you know, by the time the tuna or a large fish that people eat eats it, you've got a significant accumulation of this radioactive stuff that you're then ingesting. It's not great. And you don't, you can't test that by just saying, just sticking a tester in ocean water and look, it's all diluted. It's fine. So it's another, you know, it's kind of in slow motion. Let's do this 30 year plan that won't work that we haven't, you know, tested properly. Why? Uh, Excellent question. Rather than the six year plan that will actually resolve the issue safely and contain it to Japan, which would be nice. You know, it'd be nice if you're not elsewhere in the Pacific, having to worry about the water that's being dumped into the ocean there. So, wow, wow! But so that was that was a good episode and another good episode of the Corbett Report. And what was uh, this I, like
1: advertisement for the Corbett Report on here today? Yeah, that's all we're doing.
2: We, so, well, it's. I've only got a couple clips. So who knows
1: who knows about this James guy?
2: We know (laughs) if he's any good. So another podcast, you know, whether, you know, my work is forcing me to take a week off or what have you, but, uh, geopolitics and empire. Wait, hold the phone.
1: This is important news. Your work is forcing you to take a week off.
2: No, no, no. I'm saying if, if my work forces me to take a week off from the podcast,
1: oh oh I see I see what you're saying' I'm,
2: I'm saying you know obviously people are gonna be listening to our podcast but if we miss a week and they need other podcasts
1: ah I see uh
2: James interviewed the guy from geopolitics and Empire which he's interviewed him or played clips I think from the, him previously
1: it's definitely a familiar name if you listen to James enough there are like a there's a large cast of characters that does rotate it seems like.
2: Yeah, I think this was his first actual interview with them, though. Oh, my
1: apologies. Maybe
0: and
2: uh, but geopolitics and empire. He's he's definitely mentioned that podcast several times. I had not yet downloaded it, but I did this time. Very good. Very. um, It's you know like we hardly ever do interviews. He does all interviews, and uh, but in a you know kind of high level intellectual way on a lot of different topics and he talks to people he agrees with doesn't agree with what have you so um geopolitics and empire and i did pull a couple clips of the james corbett interview with him let's find it here let's play the the first one so this is an anecdote of um and this guy's name's Tough for me to pronounce uh Hervja Moroch. That's not even close. Uh, I believe it's a Croatian name. So the Lucius Trust. I know we've talked about the Lucius Trust.
1: Oh yeah. Podcast. The only the only uh, half video that this or half podcast, like a point five that this podcast has ever done was when I said Lucius Trust was related to uh, uh, um, um, uh, Occupy Wall Street. Like I did, it like Andrew's like last minute, like I'm not doing the show, I can't do it. I'm like, okay, I'll just do it by myself and I'll read news stories out loud and talk about this. And we've talked about numerous times how hard it is to try and do a news show by yourself with nobody kind of checking you or correcting you. And sure enough, I said Lucius Trust tied to uh Occupy Wall Street and I talked to my, my good friend Dr. Future afterwards. He's like, it's fake. That's a fake story. I couldn't find any evidence for it. And then I did like a .5 where I was like issued a correction. No Lucius Stress evidence of you know collusion with well, Wall Street.
2: They yeah, they might not be connected to Occupy Wall Street,
1: but uh, they are Hello, uh, 2011 called. They wanted their podcast back. So <laughs> they
2: are very much uh connected to as you may suspect from the name. Uh, Lucifer himself Oh, Lucifer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... um, The light bear. Geopolitics and empire guy. I I won't butcher his name again. But he is over there in the area where the Lucius Trust is located at at this time. And he goes to one of their meetings and gets video of it. So he's got that. And uh, so this is that anecdote... And then he goes on to talk about his personal philosophy and how he sees the world that I thought both were interesting and worth listening to.
4: Just the story on that. So while I was in Geneva, I was a staff assistant for the Czech Republic. uh, Mission to the um, EU, was it? No, UN. And that's why I was at the World Health uh, Assembly. And right across, you've got the office of Lutzes Trust. I'm sure you're familiar with Lutzes Trust. So I attended one of their meetings. You know, I I don't want to be like with all my friends and family this wacky, cons- you know, conspiracy theorist, something who you know reads stuff off of forums. I'm like, no, I went to their meeting. I've I've got the pamphlet somewhere. In the pamphlet from two, 2009, it talks about uh, Satan being Prometheus and bringing fire you know from from heaven to to man and so and and then in that conference building all of the speakers as you can see are are pyramids you know what a coincidence and then when they turn on the the top of the part turns red it's just it's crazy that yeah that
3: doesn't surprise me but it is crazy to see that that uh, photographic evidence well with
1: a with a bio and a background like this you know that people in these circles must uh, already have flags and hackles going up, who is this guy? How do we know he's not one of them?
4: Tell us a little bit about your your philosophy when it comes to this type of uh, information well i mean my my I'm, I'm not uh shy about it i'm just my view is biblical i'm a, I'm a christian and so yeah I, I I basically like a non-denominational Christian, so my view people can extrapolate it's it's you know, conservative Christian uh, worldview, and so uh, I lean a lot on prophecy as well. That that's where I get my focus on, you know, w- world government and and the beast system, right? What we're seeing now, the whole digital ID and and uh, CBDCs, and so that, that's sort of my philosophy. And, and then people can just kind of extrapolate uh, from there. But I, I'm basically anti anti globalist, right? Anti empire uh, for small governments. Andrew.
2: Yes, sir.
1: This man reads the Bible. <laughs> Does it? It's, it's all in the Bible. It's not a conspiracy theory. Stuff is in the Bible.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: That's, that's this whole radical <laughs> thought process is like, hey, let's compare this uh, crazy world I'm looking at to what I'm reading in my Bible.
2: Yep. That's it. It seems like something that would, uh, you know, if if one of us has to is forced into an early retirement, we <laughs> found a, a replacement there. It
1: it, d- f- it does feel like he would be uh, yeah. Plug him right
2: in. I'm sure he'd be like, oh, revelations radio news. Oh, I'm so honored. Yeah let <laughs> let me let me stop doing my uh, James Corbin endorsed geopolitics and empire podcast where i talk to intellectuals and i'll talk to one of you yahoos all the time so
1: <laughs> one of you okies from muskogee
2: <laughs> so i uh so that was a good clip and then uh james later in the interview and people should go listen to the whole interview it's not a super long one or anything it's a it's a good one uh he asked him if he is white-pilled or black-pilled Of course, a white pill means, like, you think this can all work out okay, and black pill is everything, doom and gloom, you know, we're, there's no fixing it, right? There's no, no winning. (laughs) So he explains his view on that issue.
4: So on the
3: white pill, black pill spectrum, what shade of gray would you say that you are at this point?
4: No, I'm, I'm. See, this is where it gets a bit complicated with a lot of uh, alternative media folks. uh, You have to put then put us in different categories. And so if if you look at from a material plane, I'm I'm black pilled. um, But people kind of uh, they'll they'll complain about my black pilledness. But in reality, I'm white pilled. My white pill is Jesus Christ. Right. So it's like in in this earth, I feel like it's going to be black pilled. Right. The whole tribulation is just going to get worse and worse. And my approach is more like uh, trying to ride the storm out, you know, preparing to go through the fire. Uh, and then so I I am black pilled, but I'm also white pilled. But then, you know, there are people in alternative media who don't believe in Jesus or Christ. And then for them, I'm purely black pilled. So I think there has to be that nuance where I ultimately I'm white pilled. just people don't some people don't accept my white pill. So, you know, to to
1: each their, their own. I like this, man.
2: I knew you would. So if you know if the if the algos were actually still uh, functional and not just trying to hide stuff, they would say if you like Revelations Radio News, you may be interested in Geopolitics and Empire podcast. So very good. I'll have to check that out. So I wanted to get that one in there. Uh, Speaking of, it's a tough transition, but uh, speaking of media that is on the Lucius Trust end of the spectrum, Friends of Epstein, Servants of Satan, uh, and not on the geopolitics and empire end of the spectrum, uh, Tucker had an interesting interview, and I just heard a few clips, and one of them Uh, He talks about Intel agency impact on the media.
1: Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan.
2: Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan.
3: (laughs) Intel agencies have a big effect on what is broadcast on television and what you see on Facebook and Google as well. I mean, they're all up and down Facebook and Google, as I'm sure you know. And, um... You know, there are a lot of anchors who, including people I know well and have worked with at different networks. I'm thinking of one in particular, a national security reporter, who is just a mouthpiece for the Pentagon and the CIA and is knowingly telling lies on their behalf. It's very, very common, very common. And I can think of a number of people at CNN who I know for a fact are doing that exact thing. And so, I mean, they're reading government propaganda from the intel agencies knowingly and i'm sure they've got some internal rationale that allows them to get up in the morning and face themselves despite having done something that dishonest but i'm just telling you bottom line i know that is that is true i'm not speculating at all um and in particular on the national security stuff there are very well-known national security reporters and i'm thinking of one female national security reporter in particular who just reads lies from the national security state and it's wildly frustrating and it would just make me mad i mean even if i don't agree with the lies okay but even if i did agree with the lies i would be offended because they're lies they're lies like when you know when cia and the pentagon were claiming that bashar al-assad used poison gas against his own people okay there was there was no evidence that was true I, i mean maybe it was true there was no evidence it was true none Zero. And I called them out, and they could not provide any evidence. And yet, every national security... And it was a big deal. I mean, we killed a lot of people in response. We sent in missiles and killed a lot of people. We took human life in response to that claim. And it was, as far as I can tell...
2: Kind of cut off awkwardly there, but uh, yeah, that's not really news. But uh, it's good that Tucker's admitting that. Now, Tucker, that same... Intelligence Pentagon apparatus that is using all sorts of talking heads to lie to us on TV. Do you think you're getting the truth about aliens from the uh, authorized whistleblower? Hmm. Come on.
1: Who's the wh- this, who's, he, who's he talking about?
2: I, I don't know for sure. I was my first thought was Catherine Herridge because she was at Fox for a long time, now she's at CBS, but it... No, he said CNN. Well, he said CNN separately, though. Okay. But that's just... because he would have known her from Fox, right. but may, maybe not. Maybe that's that's false. I, I, don't, I don't really watch any of them, so it didn't jump out like who he was talking about. But, yeah, whenever there's a former whatever who's now the uh, defense analyst or intelligence analyst for any one of those networks. It's all, I mean, it's direct government propaganda.
1: Mm. Zachary Cohen is the current CNN national security reporter. I don't even know who that is. I'm in four. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, no, I got a I got a Tucker clip too. Let me see if I can pull it up here. But uh, you don't think you don't think Tucker's being told the truth on the, on the aliens front, huh?
2: <laughs> well, I th- it's just the old scam. It's like, hey, hey, uh, we really don't want you to know, but there's actually aliens. Hey, you guys aren't talking about this enough. Uh, did, did you know there's actually aliens? <laughs> uh, don't you know you're supposed to be talking about aliens right now? Like disclosure is the biggest thing ever. We're not and supposed look, to be we're, we're about We're disclosing, aliens. but it's a whistleblower. We don't want them to be talking
0: about it. They but don't we want, want us want to, to talk, talk about aliens. Talk about it.
1: They don't. Not, they don't want us to talk about aliens. So uh, the uh, the great Tucker Carlson crossed paths with my old podcasting buddy, like with kind of my first podcast, Adam Carolla of all people. Thought this was an interesting little snippet. This just came out. It's just, it's amazing to me that any honest
3: person of good faith could look at the facts that the largest and most powerful intel agency and largest, most powerful law enforcement agency in the world, U.S. government agency, CIA and FBI, rigged this election by suppressing that, and just stop there, by telling the social media companies not to permit it, by lying in public. They rigged the election so how could you and leaving aside any questions about electronic voting machines which are fair questions in my opinion and stopping the count on election night, if all you knew was that how could you say that was a legitimate election it's not a legitimate election and if that was happening in moldova or belarus or congo the state department would issue a statement saying that was not a free and fair election we did not have a free and fair election and i'm sorry i don't care if trump is boring about it or whatever I'm reaching this conclusion independently based on the facts that I witnessed. That was a rigged election. And I hope that we never have another one because it's corroding the systems that we need to prevent civil war. I wanted to talk to you. So I always think about this clip and I'm sure you've seen it, too, where Schumer was on on with Rachel Maddow in January 2017 and basically said, why is Trump agitating Um cia cia fbi these these agencies why is he agitating and then he says the quiet part out loud they will destroy you which i think turned out to be a lot of what we saw but at the very end it's a little part i missed
0: and i think we should give it a quick listen
3: but he's he's taking these Shots, this antagonism yep. is taunting to the intelligence Let me tell you, community.
0: You take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So, even for a practical, supposedly hard nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this.
2: What do you think the intelligence community would do if they were motivated? I don't know, to? but
0: I, from what I am told, they are very upset with how he has treated them and talked about them. And we need the intelligence community. We don't know what's going Look at the Russian hacking. Without the intelligence community, we wouldn't have uh, discovered it. Th- then he goes on to cite something that didn't
3: happen, that the intelligence community cooked up to take down Trump as an example of why we need them. It's. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've heard that clip a thousand times every time it renders me speechless. That's the end of democracy. And I don't know how you can in the same sentence say, I'm for democracy, and then say, actually, our country is run by a shadowy intel agency no one elected and no one has oversight over. I mean, it, that's it's not a democratic republic if the CIA can punish you as an elected president for doing things that they don't like. They're your employees. Speaking of a housekeeper taking over the house, they're like your housekeeper. Shut up and make the bed like the the point of the CIA as originally conceived was to inform the president of what's going on around the world so he can make better foreign policy decisions so the intel gathering apparatus of the US president they work for him they have no constitutional legitimacy outside of him our system's super simple the people who are elected by the public have all the power they have employees to whom they delegate that power to get things done. But those employees have no independent power at all and no independent legitimacy. The CIA is a totally illegitimate criminal organization unless it is following precisely the orders of the elected president. Democrat or Republican, doesn't matter. So he's describing a crime. The people committing that crime in CIA should be in prison for long terms. That's the great threat to democracy right there. And the fact that no one on that set could even see that tells you how deeply corrupted they are. That's terrifying. And it's true, I happen to know. And I could bore you for hours, again, since I spent my life there and know a lot of people who work there. But the bottom line is there's no oversight at all. They were able to participate in the murder of a U.S. president and then hide that fact for 60 years by keeping those documents classified, which they still are. It's unbelievable. And it's happening in front of all of us. And nobody seems to care. But— you know, as the country declines and the democratic institutions weaken and you wonder, how did this happen? Well, that's how it
1: happened, right there. That clip, I've heard that clip discussed half a dozen times, but to hear my, my old buddy Adam Carolla discuss it with Tucker kind of gave me good vibes. And I mean, that clip is, it is it's like insane, right? Like it just, yeah. <laughs> its, it's not it's,
2: yeah it's, it's like he doesn't, Know that he's not supposed to talk about that. I mean, Chuck Schumer. You would think he would.
1: Yeah, he's not. Chuck Schumer's many things. He's not dumb, dumb. Is yeah, dumb is not one of them.
2: Yeah. 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 It's a. It, it's just a, a strange one for for many reasons, but he, it's definitely true. They do have s- six ways from Sunday to get back at you, and they pulled them
4: all out. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm very proud of what we've done in Philanthropy. Friends of
2: Epstein, servants of Satan. Friends of Epstein, servants
1: of Satan.
4: Well, he's dead. So, in general, you always have to be careful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that what Chuck, those that, that what Chuck was talking about there. Yep.
2: All right, we got we got loud clips today. I don't know what's going on, but
1: what's going on is I didn't I didn't level them out before I played them. Sorry, that that last oh, one okay. blow your eardrums out. And it'll, it'll be le- leveled out in post. We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in the post. We'll do it. But I mean, Chuck Schumer, friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, shoe yeah, fits right. Shoe fits. Shoe
2: definitely fits there. So. One thing that you mention as being uh, one of the most ridiculous parts of the moon landing is—is is what, Tim?
1: Uh, gosh, I can't even remember at this point.
2: Well, look, look at the picture in the Insta paper. Oh, the-
1: yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I always joke around about this. This is—I uh, think I started this joke with just you and Will, but. Yeah, the gold foil, man. I mean, the gold foil. You, you don't know about gold foil? I don't know if you know about this, but like, if you have to go like millions of miles away into space <laughs> through all of the heat and the Van Allen belts and all of the craziness, you can't do that, like physically, unless you have golden foil. But if you have golden foil, you just just strap that, you know, staple it onto some cardboard, and poof, there you you're, go. You're right Landed through. on the moon, bro, it's foil but it's
2: not just foil it's gold foil it's gold foil so so japan uh i don't know if you were a paid consultant for their space program <laughs> but they they have an uh an quote, I I x-ray was. satellite Yeah,
1: buddy. That's what I'm talking called about. called
2: the the moon sniper lunar lander and it is like 90% gold foil.
1: <laughs> that's how you like know that, it's real. That's, it
2: looks so It's like That's, this is what we need. Like, we want to make it better than what the U.S. did in that totally real moon landing. We just need more gold foil. More gold foil equals better moon landing. It's like
1: foil, but not regular foil. It's golden. So, I mean, dude. More of it now. There's a lot of it. And it covers the whole thing. So, I mean, it's going, it's going far. It'll go far.
2: Yep. So, uh, it's, uh, the moon sniper chrism satellite x-ray imaging and spectroscopy mission, joint mission between JAXA yeah. and NASA, along with participation from the European Space Agency and Canadian Space Agency. They get all the, all of them in, involved there. Uh, oh, why isn't it 300? So Hundred meters, three hundred twenty-eight feet oh, it should be three thirty-three. Come on, agreed, Genso. agreed. Yeah. So this is a look at the artist rendering. So we have Sucks. satellite panels attached to something that is entirely wrapped in golden foil, two shades of golden foil, not just one. <laughs> and. Then it's like yeah there it is it's artist rendering shows how uh, chrism will look once it's in orbit that'll totally be in orbit Tim <laughs> nope no problem that's how satellites work they, they orbits geocentric satellite technology just staying at exactly the same point above the earth almost like the earth is still and they're just balloons but uh, never mind don't don't think about the Chinese spy uh, balloon that had a Satellite-looking thing strapped to it. Don't don't think too much about that. <laughs> Satellite's totally real. Just zooming around in space, thousands of miles an hour. Um, so there we go. Gold foil. And then if you if you scroll down in the article, there's uh, the smart lander for investigating moon flight model can be seen at uh, Tanegashima Space Center there Mailed in Japan. It. And it is, uh, looks like a janitor's, uh, workstation covered in gold foil. I mean, it's like what, what a janitor pushes around to clean up the hallways and they took some gold foil and some kind of old satellite panel looking things and stuck those to one side, covered the old thing, in gold foil, and it sat it on a yellow, uh, wheelie platform and there it is there it is space billions of dollars
1: space yeah long time listeners of the show I'm talking Bill Kyle Danny long time listeners of the show you have to you have to respect the how far the pendulum has swung with good old Andrew here from the beginning from the beginning of the show I'm like buddy I don't see the moon landing I just don't see it and he's like I don't know I'm not sure and now here we are, 2023, and I'm still. I'm pretty sure the gold foil isn't going to do it. And Andrew's like, space isn't even real. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> so it was. A, it was yeah, a, space it, is fake. It was a large swing. It was a large pendulum swing. But yeah, I'm, he, I'm here for it. It's <laughs> uh, it's awesome, especially if we get to talk about more gold foil. So. Yeah, that's. Uh, so that's why I threw
2: that one in and didn't focus on the. um the on india's uh moon landing yeah so we we've had all sorts of moon landing stuff so we got J- japan planning this mm-hmm. we've got india landed on the moon totally real footage there's just not suspicious whatsoever look at those videos and, and
1: everybody keeps getting duped and, and no offense to whoever threw it in the telegram channel but they weren't the first ones that like so they they kept showing this like what do they call it a live fake image like a, a artist rendering whatever it is some model right. yeah and everybody's what, like look how dumb this looks and it's like oh but it's just a model but then they release released the actual footage it's pretty much the same thing with i mean I yeah don't know. <laughs> it's <a laughs> yeah i mean
2: it's pretty bad it you're better off just saving the embarrassment and go the Russian route and be like, "Oh yeah, we totally sent something up there. It was totally in orbit, and then it entered irregular orbit, and we think it crashed. Oops, it's gone. No need for, no need for further footage. Just, just yeah, it's it's up there on the moon somewhere, next to all that American stuff.
1: Israeli moonbeam shot it down. So."
2: Uh, I don't know where to go next. You want to talk about M- Maui? I was trying to let's, get there and then didn't get there. Let's do it. So this t- quick recap I think there was power line fire and then that was used as a and and quite possibly engineered uh, wind event. Like anyone local is like that's not the direction the wind usually
1: blows. Reverse winds, right. So trade winds yeah. are obviously called trade winds because they Rings blow on the, the ships in because it's blowing yes. towards the shore. Yeah. When, especially when they had sails, it's blowing towards the shore. It comes from the ocean. We had winds in this case coming from Haleakala, coming from the mountain down. Right.
2: So that, that's strange in and of itself. But the the official story is, ah, it's Hawaiian Electric's fault. No one else did anything it's just Hawaiian Electric, the lousy power company. It's got nothing to do with, uh, wanting to, um, them wanting to replace stuff and not having the funding or they're not getting approval to whatever. So it's very similar to the PG and E situation in California where they used a bunch of cheap Chinese junk and it starts fires, right? very predictable that p- these power lines would snap and start fires. So, and this is on video happening, power line snaps, start to fire. Okay. Totally legit. Everyone agrees that happened, but then that fire was put out or a hundred percent contained or at such a state where they felt like they could leave it, which Seems kind of crazy if it wasn't actually out and there's 80 mile an hour winds blowing. Um, but the the issue is there's more than one fire and we don't know that all of them were, were started with these power lines and there seems to be a time gap. And I think that's where you can get into all the directed energy stuff and all, all that is like, look, we've got this fire, we've got these fire conditions And this is a good time to do, you know, whatever the plan name is. And they did it. And Hawaii Electric doesn't really want to be the uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, you know, the lone gunman in this thing. And they're saying they can prove that they had de-energized all of their power lines in West Maui hours before the devastating wildfires broke out. And this matches up with the timeline of there was a fire, it got put out. Hawaii Electric claims they shut all their stuff off, and they can document it six hours before uh, before the rest of the fire started. So it's, it's interesting. You know, I'm not saying they couldn't be lying, um, but it's... I mean, they're claiming they can...
1: They I would improve it. Basically, I was going say, I would so. tend to believe them on this, in this case, because, you know, we have a, a Hawaiian, it's a large company, right? They could be sued into oblivion. I mean, we've seen they this. are being sued. Yeah. 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 So they, if they say, Hey, we can prove it. I mean, that's, they probably can. I, I, I tend to believe them in this situation because yeah. you don't, you don't want to come out and make a fool of yourself and, you know, say, Hey, we said we could do it. I mean, the story is like, it's, you make a story 10% worse, you know it's like already a thousand times bad now you make it 10 or 20 percent worse by saying well we didn't stop the fire and then they actually you know we didn't uh shut or we shut off the electric and then it turns out they didn't there's no reason to do that you make the whole situation worse unless you actually did it
2: yes the power line i mean it's still not good to have like power lines flopping everywhere even if they are de-energized but i i don't believe there's any um Documentation for people getting hurt, like electrocuted by down power lines, which kind of backs up the that the fact that they were de-energized, they were shut off at that point. And if they're shut off, it's interesting. This was the justification for blocking all the roads. It's too right. dangerous. There's yeah. power lines down. That's true. There. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of all all ties together and it's like, well, would you rather uh, burn to death in your car or take your chances with some power lines that aren't even on? I think I'd rather take my chances with the power lines that aren't even on, on the road, in a car, which is the safest place you can be. Just don't get out of your car. So yeah, it's, I mean, the whole thing, it's just layer on Layer on layer, um, I threw some stuff in the the telegram because people were talking about the the sheriff, and this lady did a kind of a deep dive on that guy. So he was, I believe, the incident commander or the response, the person in charge of the response to the Las Vegas shooting. So he wasn't the sheriff, but he was in, in charge of the actual response to the Las Vegas, Las Vegas shooting, which we talked about on this podcast, kind of all went away, but very fishy story on a number of different levels. And, uh, in Hawaii, there, there are state laws, um, basically saying you need to hire locals. Okay. Like, you know, we need the jobs that we've, it's tough to get jobs that aren't just service industry jobs in Hawaii. So you need to hire locals state law. They had four applicants for sheriff. Not only did they um, change the law or get a waiver, however they did it to hire this guy from Las Vegas. um, They did the same thing for his deputy. He brought over his deputy so that, they bring him over. This guy's so amazing. He's a white male. Like, why are you breaking rules to bring in a a white male from Nevada? A howley. Like what? It does. It doesn't make sense. So you he.
1: You don't know the reference, right? No, I don't know. It's that. that's what that's what Hawaiians call uh, uh, white people is howleys or white devil. Yeah. Why would you bring well, a howley howle and break all the rules and bring in a howley?
2: So they. They bring this guy in, uh, the department morale is, you know, through the floor because those four applicants, you know, we're all from basically within the de- department, I'm assuming, Sure. you know, trying to work their way up, which is kind of the American way of doing things. You know, you work your way up, you don't. And so he, um, after being on the job like a month, he asks for a thirty uh, percent raise, mm-hmm. and they give him a thirty-five or forty percent raise almost instantly. And there's people uh, taking early retirement, quitting, just leaving the department in droves. And the guy's secretary uh, has a unfortunate. Car okay. What was the story? She was helping her daughter deliver newspapers at four fifteen in the morning, and someone um, stole like her purse or something. This some the official story is kind of crazy. She chased them and then lost control of her car and crashed into a tree and killed herself. Oh, that's. So Wild. you know it, but then there's—I mean—there's I mean, there's a lot of holes in the story. But of course, it's just oh, it's so sad. This secretary worked there for thirty years, knew everything that was going on, but suddenly she's out of the way. The sheriff's just so sad about it. Uh, so yeah, man, it's a—and then I'm, most law enforcement people. I mean, it takes a special type of person to deal with. Death and violence and stuff on a regular basis, not usually big uh, emotional personalities, right? Right. I mean, these you, usually very understated, very. And he's out there like Are you walking over bodies and everything. You step on, you're stepping on dead, burned children, and this and that, and trying to scare people the away from going in there and investigating. And then now they're putting up fences. The Biden wall around Lahaina. You got those black fences so you can't even see in there. I mean, it's it's, a, it's got a very kind of 9-11-y feel. Like, let's get the evidence out of there. The priority is covering up what happened as opposed to figuring out what happened. So let's, let's see, what do I got in here? Um... My, uh, do I say defunct or just not updated recently? Substack, uh, editor, our friend there sure, sure, sent uh, Lahaina Modern Day Pearl Harbor from uh, Renetta, uh, Sinem, uh, Foghorn Express Substack. So that's in the show notes. People ch- check that out. It's kind of a long video. I should have got some clips from it. I don't have any clips from it. Uh, Mark Crispin Miller, we've done lots of his stuff.
1: So, Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to interject. So on the Renette Senem, uh, Renetta Senem yeah. Lahaina Modern Day Pearl Harbor, uh, which was sent, uh, like I said, by our friend, that video is a very interesting video. She talks about having been to new orleans after katrina right yeah and she talks about how afterwards nobody was let in or out she had a she ran into a a wealthy oil baroness who was getting you know oil tankers and bringing she had the money to pay for like you know Tractor trailers full of supplies, oil tankers to come in, like, was actually going to start helping some of the people of New Orleans and met tons of resistance, armed guards, not armed guards, armed police coming to her. The National Guard and uh, FEMA, FEMA. I think, both stopped her, yeah. Intercepting her uh, attempts at aid because they wanted to make sure, hey, nobody's supposed to be giving aid in this place. So... She talked about that. Did, now, did she talk about other things from there? So, she talked about after Katrina. Did she talk about after the wildfires in California? Was there other times, other events that she talked about having been atten- of attending? Well, I I made it about
2: halfway through. I have, still haven't watched the second half. That's part of the reason I didn't pull clips. But Okay. Uh, but she was... Yeah, not a big fan of the Red Cross or FEMA, (laughs) which does not contradict anything we've come to to come to believe on this show. That's for sure. Right. Uh, So it's yeah, man. It's the federal government. These agencies are designed to make it worse. Like the bigger the disaster, the more funding they get.
1: So I think I may have stumbled onto something, and we're going to take a very long route to get there. But stay with me, because I think it matters. So I started thinking about the situation that, you know, Katrina, and it's the same sort of deal, right? There's a no man's land after the event. You can't get in, you can't get out. There's no help. There, you know, there's there's no way in, there's no way out. We're seeing this, mm-hmm. this sort of thing in Maui as well. We have, you know, basically like the rebellion is like riding jet skis in, and trying to dump off stuff, take it, you know, bringing it from other trying islands. Trying to help people. Trying to help yeah. people because they're not allowed, the FEMA is not allowing them to help. We got video after video of guys uploading stuff to, to TikTok or Snapchat or Twitter where they're standing in a parking lot full of supplies that they are not allowed to give out because FEMA said all these donated supplies from Maui are not allowed to be given out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then I start thinking about this police officer. This guy was in charge of the Vegas shooting, which in the Vegas shooting, remember, there was a whole area, this whole concert was shot up by what they think was there supposedly was one lone gunman, but which multiple people have said was there was gun there was gunmen on the ground. There was gunmen mm-hmm. in, in two different spots uh, at the MGM right. Grand it, and shooting. It
2: was one lone gunman who shot from both sides of a locked door simultaneously. It's quite the feat.
1: It is. It's quite the feat. And what we see is there is absolutely no help to those people while the event is happening. Right? They're just on their own in the middle there. After the devastation in Maui, they're on their own. After the devastation in California, they're on their own. And I started to notice this, and I had come across a term a while back and it made me start thinking, okay, so let's just say worst case, best case scenario, who knows, there is a term for this and that these things are coordinated and related. And then that term will be, and you can look this up, there's a Wikipedia entry for it, and the term is kill box. Now, what a kill box is, is you draw a box around an area and then basically the military use it from what I can f- can figure out, the first time it was actually instituted in wartime was in Desert Storm. So I start looking okay, Killbox, Desert Storm. Lo and behold, there is a documentary called Trapped Inside the Killbox The True Story of the US's War in Saudi Arabia, in Iraq, and the Persian Gulf War, Part One. So I pulled a couple of clips from this, but I think that this actually can give us. A little bit of uh, insight insight into what may be happening in these situations and what and how these things are kind of divided up because the one thing that stuck out to me and it kind of my alarm bells all started going crazy when i watched her video when she started talking about katrina she's talking about a huge area that was quarantined off that there was no help for and if we start thinking about this on a macro level you could probably name half a dozen to a dozen situations that we've experienced as a as a society in the United States over the last 12 years that we've been doing the podcast where there was a box a kill box where things were not allowed to be helped. Just a year and a half ago we or a year ago was the uh what was that stupid thing uh Astro Astro World or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yep. nobody's allowed in or out. Travis Scott or what? Travis Scott. So you draw the kill box around the concert, and nobody's allowed in or out. Nobody's allowed to help them. And you let and you let whatever's happening in the kill box take place. That's best case scenario. Worst case scenario is a situation like what we did in Desert Storm, which I listened to. I watched this whole documentary. It was actually pretty fascinating. They don't make documentaries like this anymore, and the sound quality is terrible. There is they per, this per, per purposely has not been made. A bunch of you know it has not been updated it's high quality hd we're not going to get this one in a in a better form <laughs> uh and it kind of reminded me that you know the, the first Persian gulf war was kind of crazy right like they there was a million iraqi soldiers that were ready to fight like there was a they were probably the 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 largest standing army we fought since you know Vietnam. I mean, it was it was kind of a big deal. Not like this whole hey we're just going
2: <laughs> we've been
1: funding them and arming right. them against no. Iran. Hey hey, yeah. hey, I'm not saying that if we, <laughs> that they're bad guys or anything like that. I'm just saying well, the yeah. force was a large force that actually right. had to be uh, uh, reckoned with, and they had to figure out how to do it. And the way they did it, of course, hold on a second. Uh, was kind of wild. And Schwarzkopf kind of came up with this whole idea. And here it is. So this is from Trapped Inside the Killbox, the story of the Persian Gulf War.
0: To reduce the odds of coalition aircraft shooting each other down, air planners divided the theater of war into zones of attack called kill boxes. A grid was superimposed over the featureless terrain of Iraq and Kuwait. Each grid square measured 30 miles by 30 miles. The squares were then subdivided into four 15 by 15 mile strike zones. Day after day, aircraft soared into these kill boxes from bases on land and at sea. By the start of the air war, the Navy had six carrier battle groups in the Gulf. 483 fighters, bombers and support planes flew off these floating air stations. Strike planes ranged from the aging but capable A-6 bomber to the F-A-18 Hornet. The Hornet is a fast and nimble aircraft that can drop bombs and dogfight at supersonic speed.
1: Okay. So you get the idea. Schwarzkopf is trying to figure out how do we fight this enemy? He doesn't want to do some sort of Rommel versus, you know, in North Africa tank war. He wants to completely just eliminate them like so that there's the least amount of casualties on the American side. They take stealth bombers and Patriot missiles and they just completely try to disable all the air defenses all like completely so they just destroy all air defenses go after planes they go after everything they shoot it all up right then they take this grid they superimpose it on the desert because it's a wind it's a it's a terrain that doesn't have you know that's a featureless terrain and what they did was they assigned each different person or each different aircraft or even different tanks and helicopters a-10 warthogs a grid and you just go into your grid and you, when you arrive into your grid, into your kill box, you shoot anything. If it's in your kill box, you kill it. If you remember, the all of the casualties, not all, but a majority of the casualties from Desert Storm were from what? Your mute. Friendly,
2: friendly fire?
1: Friendly fire. You wander into the kill box. It didn't matter what you were. They would kill you. And there's, a, there's part of a recording here. I didn't pull it off, but they, you know... This, this uh, British couple of guys in tanks and uh, jeeps roll into the wrong area and are completely destroyed. And then they realize, hey, hey, I'm getting I'm getting reports. We got friendly fire, friendly fire. And the guy's like, oh, gosh, I think that was me. Can I take a break? And they're like, nope, that sort of stuff happens. If it comes into your kill box, you kill it. So there's one more clip here where they kind of explain. So I had no idea this is how it was. So Schwarzkopf took what was going to be normal, not I don't know what normal is, but traditional warfare, and with the overwhelming power that the U.S. military and the coalition forces had at that point, just drew boxes <laughs> on a grid and had assigned each different team member to obliterate everything in it.
0: As January gave way to February, the Coalition air campaign showed no sign of relenting. Every day, aircraft raked their kill boxes with bullets and bombs. I'd sit in my headquarters and I'd look at the map of the Iraqi army, and I'd know that each one of those little boxes on the map was 10 or 15,000 human beings that we were going to attack, and attack as ferociously as possible. During Desert Storm, the coalition dropped every kind of bomb in their arsenal, short of nuclear weapons.
3: Bingo, got the truck.
0: The war made precision-guided weapons famous, but they were relatively few in number. The U.S. unleashed 17,000 of these smart bombs in the Gulf, and more than 210,000 unguided dumb bombs. Many of these bombs were left over from the Vietnam War. The Gulf War offered a convenient way to clear out the military's closet. Allies dropped bombs ranging from 15,000-pound monsters filled with high explosives to small but lethal cluster bombs. Cluster bombs sprayed dozens of tiny mines and shrapnel across the battlefield. Airburst incendiary bombs and napalm were also dropped on Iraqi positions. The scud hunt slowed down the allied timetable, but the bombing campaign was achieving its goal of destroying Iraqi equipment and demoralizing Iraqi troops.
1: So if, as she said in that video, Sunet or, uh, Yeah, that we are facing fifth generation warfare, then if if that is truly what we're facing, I posit that we are facing, basically, they're setting up different kill boxes at different times. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that they do... You know, the same thing that they did in Desert Storm with these kill boxes was they would—they got stealth bombers out. They would get must-scud missiles out, surface-to-air missiles, whatever they had, and they would obliterate their ability to communicate. They would do everything they can, take out all air defenses and all communication defenses. Just take it all out. And then from there, you just kill everything in your box, period. And it feels like we experienced that on a civilian level. When the power's shut off and the water's shut off and the cell phones aren't working and everybody in a certain square, possibly not even square, but a certain area is given no help. So right. worst case scenario they they they're, they're doing everything they can to make sure the people within that in that square in that in that doesn't even necessarily have to be a square, but in that area die. best case scenario, it feels like they are possibly cutting off resources and abilities to communicate for the people within the kill box and letting whatever's going to happen happen. Travis Scott concert, Las Vegas shooting, uh, Katrina after New Orleans or New Orleans after Katrina, uh, this Maui concert, the California uh, wildfires, I mean we can go on and on. And if you start actually thinking about it like this actually makes a lot of sense. They they completely disorient Everybody within it, they cut off all access to help. FEMA comes in under the illusion of bringing help. Make sure that no help comes in. Knock off all communication. They take down the internet. I mean, we, this is this has been done numerous times from numerous coups around the world. They, for, what's the first thing that goes mm-hmm. down? Twitter. Twitter goes down. Yeah. Then the internet goes down. And then what? No help in the kill box. There's no help within it. Let it whatever's going to happen happen. It creates the chaos that they want. And then at the end, you just say, you know, you get President Biden to stand up and say, we're laser focused on bringing help to Maui. I mean, (laughs) how stupid do they think we are? (laughs) Uh,
2: Sick. There's uh, there's an element of experimentation going on, too.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's true. And they want to see how much they can get away with without anybody saying anything.
2: Right, and and part of that is you either, you don't necessarily have to use, but you at least you would then plant the story of something that sounds crazy or people have been tra- trained to reflexively act like it's crazy. So the Travis Scott concert, you know, was there some sort of 5G something, right. you know, going on there causing heart attacks and stuff or oh no that sounds crazy can't be it's a conspiracy theory they, they covered that up pretty good they must have paid off those families with some big big money there uh, same thing they do with um, vaccine side effects Yeah, you know I mean they they got we did those stories about whole neighborhoods yep. of people where they're, it's like okay listen you're going to keep your mouth shut. We've got this nice house for you to go live in. Here's your, you know, X amount stipend, but you're not going to talk about what happened to your brother or your child or what have you. And some people don't take the deal, but a lot of people do. And this is this process, there's so much cruelty and then not even allowing. Private citizens to provide help afterwards, right? I mean, that, you, you, that's you, you at can- the level of, and and the justifications are so incredibly bogus, like yep. liability, whatever. Like, no, 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 no. That's not. You don't understand liability. <laughs> like, what? Uh, you know, it's not like leaving a wet floor in a in the mall hallway and someone slips and falls and Susie and. For medical bills, no. If if someone's taking their boat on the ocean, you're not liable for that. It's craziness. But they Yeah. Also blocking really off all- the streets, the Yeah. Sending the school kids home when yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. you cut off all communication, send school kids home, make sure nobody can get out, shut off the water, shut off the power.
2: Which you so th- I mean I'm guessing it's pretty close where most kids walk to school is that
1: accurate i don't know where the school was i'm i'm, I'm really struggling to remember that little village i mean it was so i can't so close imagine together i
2: can't i cannot imagine schools i mean maybe parents came got them took them home and then left again but i can't imagine schools just be like okay you're out of here go home like they bust them home maybe know. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe bust them home, but then if the parents weren't home, it just doesn't make sense. You would think it would be something where you would require the parents to come check them out of school uh, if you weren't, you know, like our, um, the theory on the, that was on the Telegram channel, right? Or was that an email?
1: It was an email that came through from a good friend, a longtime yeah. listener of the show, who we won't identify any further. But his theory was, what if, and I, I don't know, I don't want this to be true, but what if they were, you know, harvesting the children for human trafficking?
2: Yeah. And so, like the Haiti earthquake situation,
1: where Haiti earthquake's another good example of a kill box. No help in, no help yeah. out.
2: Yeah. You can get some, uh, some UN troops bringing in some malaria. That's all you get. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that, that do a lot of, that do a lot of raping. And then you get uh, Hillary Clinton's crony kidnapping a bunch of kids and getting arrested for it, but then getting, getting let off. uh, Just, just cause she's a missionary
1: getting let off and then becoming the head of the Amber alert system in the United States for missing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That, that you could register. Just in case your child ever goes missing, and then they can just more easily know exactly where your kid is. Yeah, yeah that's. So, I, I don't think it's at scale. Like, I don't think they kidnapped a thousand kids. Sure, but they could because the timing's pretty difficult, right? You got to figure out like when the, yep. the whole thing's gonna get burned to the ground. You don't want to be there for that, but there's got to be enough confusion where you can get in and kidnap some kids and get out. But it, on a a smaller scale, yeah, that could have certainly been part of it. I mean, the child trafficking it's, it's a big business and the assumption's going to be any missing child was burned in that fire, whether they find remains or not. Thanks to uh, the sheriff, thanks to you know, the intensity of the fire and what, what happened. And yeah, I don't think there's a thousand kids missing, but there, there might be 10 or 20 or it's a, I mean, that could be a, a part of it for sure. So, and also, you know, <laughs> there's so many elements to it, but well, I guess they'll sell their property now where the, the state's, as the right. governor said, the state's already looking at ways to acquire that property. <laughs> like, Oh yeah.
1: So. In, uh, so this is from Wikipedia in weapon weaponry. A kill box is a three dimensional target area defined defined to facilitate the integration of coordinated joint weapons. Fire is a joint forces coordination measure enabling air assets to engage surface targets without needing further coordination, such as a court, just the type of fire support measure. A kill box is often defined by a grid system based on the lines of latitude and longitude superimposed on a map in an area of operation. Each square of the grid may be subdivided into smaller boxes and each may carry its own level of permission or restriction. Use of air to surface or surface to air missiles is, sometimes necessary, but not always first developed by the U S air force in the late eighties. This technique gained notoriety through its use in the Gulf war, the tactics, techniques, and procedures of a kill box employment were further uh, refined by the U S air force throughout the nineties, leading to the more efficient prosecution of targets during the 2003 invasion of Iraq. They were once again used with devastating effect to prosecute the air war in support of the initial invasion. Use of kill boxes is now part of the U S doctrine and is ...used by many of the U.S.'s allies. Uh, Blue permits surface-to-air fires in the kill box without further coordination and deconfliction with friendly forces. Purple reduces the coordination requirements of surface-to-air. Misconceptions. While engagement authority is automatically granted by the establishment of a kill box, it does not relieve weapon system operators of the responsibility for complying with requirements... Such as commander's high-designated t- target priority, positive identification, collateral damage, assets, and rules of engagement, as well as special instructions. I mean, it—it's not a misconception that there's that it's an automatically granted. You know, they killed a lot of people. It, you know, a lot. Of, there was a lot of friendly fire in both Gulf Wars, especially the first one, uh, that killed those people. So it, you know, maybe that was the first time it was in- instituted, but. I don't know. It's something something real creepy and just kind of got my spidey sing- senses tingling when I started really thinking about Kat- the way she described Katrina afterwards and how nobody could get help in or out. And I remember that right. whole thing they were confiscating guns. They went door to door and confiscated guns. Yeah. That it just start, some of these. No things. No one's
2: allowed to be armed. Yeah. Alex Jones played that clip about.
1: Yeah. Some of that times. Yeah. Yep. Somebody. Somebody. Some of that stuff started to kind of give me the heebie-jeebies. I started thinking about it. I was like, man, this is. This is strange if they're actually just, you know, you know, cordoning off kill boxes within the United States, kill the cell phones, kill the, you know, kill the help. Don't let anybody in, don't let anybody out and just let, you know, whatever happens, yeah, happen. And,
2: and, and the, um, the new, uh, protocols for school shootings, lockdown, yeah. lock everyone in. And then oh, the yeah, these situation, let's Evaldi attack situation. people. Let's attack the parents trying to get in to save their kids. Let's keep them out.
1: Yeah. While we let it. Let's have
2: cowardly cops just keep everyone out. Let let them keep shooting.
1: Let them keep shooting while you're getting hand sanitizer and doom scrolling on your phone. Just, yeah. Establish a perimeter. Let whatever happens inside keep going. I don't know, man. Just uh, struck me as odd. And I I kind of put that all together and was like, ah, this, this, this is weird. It's a little weird. Yeah. And if if, FEMA is not your friend, no, not at all. Right. And FEMA has FEMA regions. I mean, they even all have different, different, you know, coordinations that they're going to have. Everybody's in charge of different, different places. But as we move more and more towards a totalitarian government, who's to say that they just, you know, because the internet's the great equalizer, right? Everybody can film something, throw it up on Facebook Live or whatever, and it gets out there fast. But who's to say, you head into this totalitarian regime? You know, as we keep kind of going further and further into this 1984 Huxley-esque Orwell Orwellian dystopia, what if they just kind of start taking out sectors of people by disabling all communications and letting, you know, whether it's a fire, tornado. uh, uh, a random shooter, you know, or just even like a whole kill team of people go in. Hurricanes. Hurricanes, flooding, just all kinds of stuff. I don't know. It just, uh, that's my, that was my main, my main clips for this show. So, yeah, the
2: climate change such is such an effective that's the uh, other
1: thing too the 15 minute cities could be a kill box you yeah. you you keep people from going too far then well, you or then you start saying hey you got too much too much covid in your poop over here in this this neighborhood so you guys are all locked down you can't go anywhere yeah but no one's sick uh doesn't matter you're about to be Yeah. We can tell
2: from the sewage. Yeah.
1: (laughs) okay. Yeah. yeah. The COVID testing of the poop. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, New York City was a fairly well-established kill box during COVID during the Black Lives Matter riots. I mean, nothing. There was no help, right? Black Lives Matter riots, there was, they just let people go nuts. There was robberies and murders and all kinds of stuff. Well, and then on the
2: smaller scale individually but a huge scale nationally and internationally you had what they did to uh like in elder care facilities for sure no one can go in yep no help it? for them and hospitals no no one can go in no one can check on your relatives oh and you know maybe they'll let you in if you can prove you're vaccinated or, or wear a mask or what have you it's yeah it's it's sick, and we talked about it during COVID, but the whole uh, masking thing—big mm-hmm. boon to the to human traffickers.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just throw a mask on a kid, and yep, hit, hit mm-hmm. the road. Ugh, gosh, don't like that. Well, that was dark. Anywhere else? That <laughs> <It> was dark. <laughs> Anywhere else to you go any- from here? Oh, let's see. Uh,
2: I got a clip. The, the uh, well, just a a, a quick one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They're trying COVID again.
1: Yeah, I've heard. And if
2: if you look at a map where COVID is surging, <laughs> what do you know? It's all the states that voted for Trump. It's amazing. COVID knows where to where to surge like just where We're there's getting mail-in bouts Where to just punish the people who those Trump supporters. Uh, I don't know. There are, there are a lot of sick kids around including, uh, I think all of our kids have had some degree or other little bugs here and there the, the last little bit, but uh, yeah, they canceled class in Kentucky and Texas and, infections on the rise. So they're, they're gearing up. It's we're two days away from September. You can't roll out a new product in August. You got to wait till September. So they're, they're going to try. I think they're going to full on try COVID again. Let's I don't uh, know that they'll be able to do it, but they're going to try.
1: That's what AJ came out and said. He said that uh TSA, somebody higher up at the TSA came to him and said, Hey, we've just been told we're, we're, we're doing it again lockdowns by the end of the year masks by the mid-september for the employees mid-october for the general population and then on to lockdowns by the uh, december so i didn't play it if you guys haven't heard it i guess go look for it but i I was sent it was sent to me by half a dozen different people so right
2: yeah it's it's all over the place yeah it's
1: you think, well, you, and you think they're going to go for it again, full on?
2: Well, I don't... So, they might just be catering to the <laughs> the remaining true believers. And be like, oh, let sell some more vaccines. So, it could just be that. Where it's like, oh, COVID's still out there. COVID's still real. Watch out, be afraid. Take a vaccine that has nothing to do with whatever they say is floating around now, but just ignore that part. It still provides protection somehow, even though it doesn't match up. And you may know, even, yeah. even though Omicron, you know, doesn't even come from the same evolutionary tree as the original coronavirus, which it's all lie upon lie upon lie. But uh, yeah, it's. It could just be that they could just be scaring the people that are still paying attention. Uh, Bro, I, just I, think thinking- they, I think they d- might just go for it. I think it might be full on uh, lockdowns. Uh, let's, you know, we'll. They might even <laughs> they might throw Trump in jail, just disappear him, or and uh, yeah, that's... I don't know if they're. And people, rightfully so, are like, "I will not comply," you know. And the the people who are most gung ho about that fell for it the first time, right? They're, <laughs> they've they've figured it out, and they're like, "No, I'm not doing that again," which is good. Uh, but just be aware that uh, violent resistance is exactly what they would want, right? They they would love to dupe the local authorities into trying to enforce all this garbage again. And then they want the, you know, the school board meeting craziness and the, uh, local police conflicts and, you know, whatever they can get. Um, it's all that all plays into the overall agenda, which is, you know, destroy the country uh destroy the world build the one world government to save everything so
1: well there there you go that's uh i think i think i just figured it out though man i was sitting here as you were going on i i came up with the ultimate solution okay if they had a vaccine for covid use gold foil if it used gold <laughs> foil it could solve covid forever
2: you you literally just just inject. need to wrap the syringes in gold foil yeah and or or just inject boom.
1: liquid gold foil into your veins <laughs> That's and then this i think you're good i think it's over nothing i mean nothing could mess it's, with you then science yeah science it's bro like, you can- sciencing it up get your kill box out of here i got gold foil Gold foil and the word of God. Does a gold foil hat work? (laughs) I mean, how doesn't a gold foil hat work, (laughs) Andrew?
2: Should work pretty well.
1: Works so well. So much copper. So much gold. Okay. Well, Andrew, I think it might be time to thank some people for donating to our show. Do we take advertisements, Andrew?
2: As a matter of fact, Tim, we do not take advertisements. Oh, go on. So if you hear some you know, non-sequential, just totally random part of our podcast, that's still us. It's just being poor at segues and organization and transitions. It is not advertising inserting itself into our podcast it
1: crippling so. ADD and Lyme disease uh, <laughs> uh
2: uh so it but all of those things yes advertising revenue no catering to advertisers no
1: so well we do have some people to thank, so let's do that. Thank you guys for donating to the show. And last week, let's give credit where credit is due. We had a gentleman named, I don't know if I can share his name. He never told me. I should find out first. We had album artwork. Did you check that out last week? We actually, yes, I, I got it up. Album art. I added it within 12 hours of the original mp3 posting so maybe people who downloaded it right away didn't get it but anybody after about 12 hours who downloaded it should have had album artwork up with their show so that was cool so we want to thank that gentleman profusely uh and uh, encourage him to uh, continue to help us out by he, uh, he would
2: probably want to say his name but we could say it next time after we double check that
1: I uh, I would agree with that, but just uh, just to be sure, we hadn't talked about that sort of deal yet. But yeah, because thought uh, that was cool to have some album artwork. Oh, he put his name on it.
2: No, he will be, you know, in great demand right up there with probably bringing in Hunter Biden prices for his artwork after. <laughs> like, oh, you were Revelations Radio News show art.
1: Actually, wow. I'm I'm going to go ahead and say his name. It's on the art. <laughs> there you go, Tristan Nori. So, Tristan, thank you so much for your album artwork last week, Revelations Radio News. Of course, there was a lot going on in that artwork. We had uh, an FBI-looking guy setting fire to a palm tree. We had chemtrails <laughs> in the air over Hawaii. It's the my, sataloons. <laughs> my, my favorite was the sat-a-loon. Yeah, the satellite that was actually tied to a weather balloon. And then, of course, the uh, fire in Maui. So uh, thank you so much for that artwork, Tristan. Thank you for that. Also, I want to give credit where credit's due. I I don't know why. I haven't been giving him credit, but I'm going to rectify that now. Our intro should be, we should give credit to the creator of our intro on every show. And I'm going to start doing that. And that is not necessarily out loud, but it'll be in the show notes. That is Witness the Light Music, our buddy there who created the intro to the show uh, that you hear as the as the show starts. Uh, so thank you very much to you, Mr. Witness the Light Music. You can click on that link there in the show notes and it'll take you there. Also wanted to point out, I was able to cram some podcasting 2.0 compliant uh Features into the last podcast. So I'm, I'm, I'm still working on it. Your feedback is appreciated. It seems like podcast addict. Some of the stuff is working. Some of it's not. But there is a donation link right there in, within the app that you can click on and it'll donate. I think I have a Bitcoin lightning address set up. but And people have said that they've seen a lightning address available there. We've yet to receive any Bitcoin or uh, what's it called? Satoshi's. But it is there, so hopefully, if there's something wrong on my end, please let me know. Uh, we, we have had chapters, I think, for about three, four weeks now, about a month, I think. We've been doing chapters in each episode, which is cool. You can just click on chapters and then skip to the next one, which is nice, uh, as well as uh, show notes with a transcript. So there is an actual transcript you can click on, and sure, it has me. And then it has Andrew back and forth, all that stuff right there. So podcasting 2.0 compliant, super cool. Uh, I will get better at it. Please be patient with me and your feedback is appreciated. Just don't be like, Hey Tim, you idiot. This is how it is. Just be like, Hey Tim, you novice. This is how it is. So, and I can help you with that. So,
2: yeah. And I, I believe, uh, Tom Tom, mm-hmm. he it's finally sent a the,
1: do, yeah, he, he finally sent a donation this week. He said he couldn't hold off any longer after harassing us about uh, not <laughs> having podcasting two compliance but Compliancy. He, he,
2: he's in the the Telegram chat there, and no agenda social. So yeah, yeah, it's, and
1: he donated. I told you, that, uh, you know that right? he, he finally uh, yeah, he, I believe he, he, so. yeah yeah he finally had to. He's like, all right. Because <laughs> he refused to until I did all that stuff. So, Yeah, well, but there you go. It's there, worth there it. All right, so our this is Revelations Radio News episode 330. Holy cow. 33 is the medic number, 33 times 10. Here we are, episode 330. Man, back in 2011, I bet you never thought we'd make it this far. 300 episodes. It's like, it's like my life's work or something. Yeah. <laughs> i hope
2: not we're we're getting it uh we're just starting to figure it out
1: (laughs) one of these days we're gonna hit and record
2: most of the time or get podcasting 2.0 so it's you know good to get that up and running but in case we actually start getting banned from stuff so
1: absolutely absolutely so okay so anyway revelations radio news episode 330 here we are, and we want to thank some producers of this show. So we will start with. So we start with the PayPal's. We always start with the with the give, send, oh, go. So let's let's start with the PayPal's.
2: Well, I was going to say let's start with Danny in Med-
1: in Medford. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you got to start with Danny in Medford, Oregon. Of course, who donated via give, send, Go twenty five dollars? Thank you, Danny. Yes. Thank
2: you very much, Danny.
1: And then we will follow that up with our friend uh, Suzanne. And she gave $25, which was not long after she had given $25. No, yeah, she gave $25 on the 12th and then again on the 18th. So she is, that's one per one back per episode. Back shows. Yeah, thank you very, very much, much, Suzanne. Suzanne, we appreciate you. And then from the West Georgia mountains, we have a gentleman named Chris who has donated $100. Thank you very much, Chris. And then from there, uh, we have a a donation from our friend Kyle, one of the many Kyles, but this is Kyle, and he said, trying to figure out PayPal issues, I have to open his email because he did send an email, and it was kind of funny because I mentioned it on the show. So, it's weird, right? When the uh, the PayPal cancels your subscription, it says, hey was unable to process your, <laughs> uh, oh man, this is a wall of text. I may not be able to read, but it says unable to process your recurring payment. And I'm like, Oh, we have to pay clean feed or we have to pay this or we have to pay this
2: mm.
1: bandwidth and storage. And it always so it always catches my eye. Ah, what is he saying? It's unable to, and it's like, Oh, this person's donation, unable to process. I'm like, Oh, okay. And then I get reminded on the same date every month until that issue is fixed. so, I guess uh, Kyle heard it on the show and thought it was funny. So I'll read a little bit of his note here. Um, this isn't... I don't think... It's a good...
2: There's a lot of good stuff in there. Did he say we could... No, I didn't. So,
1: yeah. But I do... I, I do you know what? I'm going to read this part here. Speaking of reading, at the beginning of 2023, I started an experiment of reducing my tech usage. I switched from my smartphone and got a light phone. He links to it, but I've talked about it on the show. I'm a fan of this light phone, even though I've never had one. Uh, plays podcasts, makes calls, and does SMS, although the SMS experience isn't great. It's got an MP3 player to listen to audiobooks, and I started using a little flip notebook to take notes on on the go. I did this for six nine months, and I noticed that my mind felt more at ease. I was able to relax and just be. Interestingly, I found it much easier to come home from work and just pick up a print book and start reading problem I ran into it is that the light phone didn't work great while traveling. Navigation pales in comparison to smartphones, mobile access, and to my bank and other things. Maybe switch back to the smartphone for the summer as my family and I have taken a bunch of different camping trips. Blah, 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 blah. I don't want to get too much into his personal stuff there, but uh, I thought that was cool. He did a little bit of pushback on the tech and uh, saw some uh, saw some results.
2: All right. What's up? I was looking at the water part. I was just, I was considering answering that.
1: Go for it. I mean, we don't know if we're supposed to read any of it, but he didn't say no, so go for it. Oh, he mentions
2: the Jones Plantation. I heard that interview with uh, Larkin Rose there. That does sound like an interesting film. So, he says, I have two questions to conclude my letter. First, I'm in need of Andrew's water filtration expertise. Thank you. I am a certified water expert. We've had a Berkey in our apartment for about three years. The instructions say you should be able to go six months without cleaning the carbon filters, but I've never been able to go more than two weeks before the Berkey's draining slows to a crawl and I have to pull it apart and scrub the filters. When I first got the Berkey, I told the distributor about this problem and they replaced my carbon and fluoride filters, but the same thing happened to the new pair. My municipal water supply doesn't seem to be too polluted, but what do I know? Do you have any idea why this could be? We do live in an old apartment building built in 1899, but the landlord modernized all the plumbing. I appreciate any guidance. Thanks. So my guess, let me see, and he's even, he pays attention. He has the link to EWG there. To his location, so that's got the contaminants listed there. But that the contaminants list, um, which there are 21 contaminants, I wouldn't say it's free of issues there. But what's probably causing problems with the filters is hard water. So, if you, that could be wrong, you might not have hard water but that wouldn't show up on EWG that's separate, separate test. So I would get the cheapest way to test it would be to get a total dissolved solids test. Um, it's just a little meter thing that you stick into water and it will tell you parts per million, um, parts per million of stuff that's in the water. And if it's above a hundred parts per million, You've got at least somewhat hard water. The higher the number is, the harder the water. So there you go. So that's what I would do. and if I got a number significantly over a hundred, I think that's your that's what's going on. And if you if you don't, if you don't have hard water, then I don't know, I don't know what the answer is.
1: Still there, Tim? My apologies. I was muted. Uh going back to Tristan, the person who created the artwork last week, he wanted me to mention that he is just here because of Will's The Truth is Stranger Than Fiction. So if you want to thank anyone for the show artwork, thank Will. Hm. Oh well, thank you, Will. Thanks, Will, for the show artwork, sir. Uh Caleb from Tulsa sent us a very interesting nine-minute video about anger, resentment, and blessing our enemies. Did you check that out yet? No. No. I pulled a little bit of that so we can get to that a little bit later. But moving on, I think we are on to Gibson. That, Go. Was that sent to me? Uh, let's look. Uh, nope, wasn't sent to you at all. So guess you didn't check it out yet. Yeah, it just it just it just came in uh, today. Okay. So yeah, like at five o'clock today. So anyway, I, I just forwarded it on to you. Next, what do we got? What do we got? All right. So we did Kyle. I jumped off of that, and then of course Tom from Germany or. Tom Tom, as we like to refer to him, <laughs> has donated $25. Thank you, Tom. And thank you for pushing us to get podcasting 2.0 compliant. Without your needling, I don't know that I would have gotten around to doing it. I went eventually, yeah. of, but I think you made it faster. So And he did he did try to help with the process too. He did, yeah. absolutely, numerous times, yeah. Uh Risky Robert donated seven dollars on give Send, go. Robin donated thirteen dollars on give Send, go. Love and light. And then the Garden City Ranchers donated $50 on Give Some oh. Go, just a day ago. So thank you very much to everyone who has donated to the podcast, and especially to the uh, Garden City Ranchers. Always good to hear from you. Yes, I need to go to Missouri sometime. Absolutely. And it's
2: not all that much further away than Kansas, and I go to Kansas like three times a week. So-
1: I've heard that you're going for your dual
2: citizenship. (laughs) Yes. Well, so here's some things that I've learned it's El Dorado, not El Dorado. No kidding. It's Arkansas City, not Arkansas City. Wow. And it's the Arkansas River until it crosses the border. So in Kansas, it's the Arkansas River. Crosses the border Arkansas River. So there you go. There's your Kansas facts of the day. Wow. So you don't sound like a a foreigner. An Oklahoman. (laughs) Or more so an Oregonian who has (laughs) even less clue there, so Fair enough. I see three other ones that I don't believe you've read. Or did you read those? In uh, give and Go? It's on the sheet. The three at the bottom there. Oh,
1: I didn't even try to look at the sheet there. Um, oh. Well, shoot. Let me look here. Sorry, guys. This is riveting. Riveting. Uh, I believe Luke... Luke from um, Nevada, Iowa sent $5 to the P.O. box. We should definitely mention that. And then let's see. What are you talking about? Over here. Oh. Yeah. So... (laughs) <laughs> those are confusing. Give me a moment, because some of them come through. Oh come on! Just well, you could, you could just say if if they don't. Need- I think I think they're anonymous. That that's their names, obviously, Andrew. You can see them, but I think they come through anonymously. Yes, yeah, they do. Okay, so you already
2: read those, but they were credited anonymously.
1: No. No, I don't feel like that's true either. I feel like maybe I missed him. But uh, <laughs> let's let's look real quick here. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, there we're having some technical difficulties. I'm I'm thinking I might I mean, I don't know, Andrew, what do you think? Should I fire the back office? <laughs> yes. Now pay just
2: no pay. No pay? Just be, don't just don't be, pay. Him. Be like be like my company you don't fire
1: anyone you just stop giving them just start them and they out figure it out yeah yeah you No, know, we're just gonna stop paying them no no no. hold on there professor we fixed the glitch what <laughs> no we just he's just not gonna receive a paycheck anymore so we fixed the glitch in the end we think the, 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 this will work itself out <laughs> you want to be as as uh as easy what is it as non-confrontational as possible yeah. Give Singo, Revelations, Radio. Oops. Okay. So, oh, I see what happened. So yes. Are those older? Those are older. No, they are. They are older, but they hold on. Give me a moment. So silly, so silly. Okay. So. Yes, they are. Two of them are anonymous. Yeah, that's what it is. And I do yeah. want to so say one anonymous Tim. donor for one hundred dollars. Uh, and no, no, that's that's from last week. He he got a copy of Andrew's book and you got it to him. And then I, we have, I did send it, yeah. That's right. Then we have Jason for five dollars. My apologies on this. I should have got those. Anonymous for six dollars. Thank you very much. And fifty dollars from Theo, who said, God bless you guys, and I'm going to send an email, Theo.
2: Well, always great to hear from Theo, and thank you to the other two as
1: well. Thank you for holding me to that. I should have got all my spreadsheet ducks in a row before I got to the show, but sometimes uh, your three-year-old cries for 30 to 40 minutes because you're not tucking her in correctly. (laughs) (laughs) I,
2: I had a, a financial uh, revelation the other day.
1: Okay. Well, this is Revelations Radio News, so you brought it
2: This to is, uh, I don't know if it, there, there's been a couple times in my life where I truly did feel like it was God speaking to me. Uh, of course. Of course. And I think I've talked about th- those, but the, this was not quite at that level. Okay. Um But it was a case of where I don't think it was a thought that I was thinking on my my own there. So, I just felt like uh, in my worrying and what have you, that God kind of reminded me that I had griped on this very podcast about paying taxes into the military-industrial complex. Right. And it's like, you know not gonna have to pay many taxes so this is a valid point and i wish that a larger percentage was uh you know just like claimable stuff so lots of income but just more claimable stuff which there is a lot more than there used to be um and just not like
1: you're not making any money therefore no taxes but uh so instead of paying uh for the war in ukraine you are paying for uh uh convenience store treats and gasoline to obscure towns in Kansas and Oklahoma <laughs> there's not a lot of gas station
2: treats going on but yes I, i'm keeping big oil uh after they conquered the world they're I'm keeping them chugging along with the the, uh, the Honda Accord burning through gasoline as quickly as possible there so
1: well, we got another email, I think, from somebody saying that fossil fuels are a scam, and, and a link to a, a documentary proving such. So, yeah, I, I
2: believe we have talked about the fossil being a, the fossil part of fossil fuel, and the supposed origins of that. Like, oh, let's make it sound rare, so they call them fossil fuels like it was dinosaur fossils or something Yeah. you
1: got a verse of the day for us
2: I don't have a verse of the day do you have some words of wisdom I have some stolen
1: words of wisdom because I think I'm I'm tossing my clips I think you should toss the rest of your stories we'll throw them in the show notes and we should go to bed at a reasonable time give the people what they want and that was a show but uh, let's keep it brief.
2: I do have to be in uh, Tulsa at 9 a.m.
1: tomorrow. so Yeah, so it's going to be an early morning. Let's let's wrap it. What are some words of wisdom for us, buddy? So I posted a couple pictures of a
2: <laughs> house I was in. It was oh a rough goodness.
1: one. Oh, my goodness.
2: And a uh, response from JD there in the Telegram channel says... Uh, looks like he has bigger problems which may not be able to be solved by water filtration alone looks like a lot of the social housing type homes I would go in when I was in the police he says and here's the words of wisdom part always be aware of where your exits are at all times so that's
1: that's the words of wisdom always be aware of where your exits are at all times man that's some weak stuff man I'm not I'm a, <laughs> I'm aware of every I, I'm like a sit on the opposite side of the table from my wife facing the door every time type of guy like uh, yeah like, yeah you got to
2: you got to face the door
1: you got to face the door you got to be on the the street side of the of the sidewalk i mean i am definitely aware of my exits i'm aware of the exits i'm aware of who's coming in I mean, you never know what's going to happen these days yeah so yeah it's a good tip for those of you out there face the door men so you know what's happening see who comes in who goes out and uh stay prayed up do some push-ups i have no idea what i'm talking about anymore i think i'm done <laughs> I think I've, I've, I've hit a wall i think we we got a wrap uh i appreciate everybody i appreciate all of the emails as well we didn't get to them all i don't think that everybody gave us the go ahead to read them on the air so it's hard to know In the future, even if you're emailing, so what happens is if you fill it out on the website, you can mark yes or no, whether or not you want us to read it. But if you just email us directly, there's no way for us to know. So we try to keep people's stuff anonymous. I mean, you wouldn't want all three dozen people who listen to the show to to know who you are. So I totally get that. (laughs) No, I'm just, I'm totally kidding. (laughs) We already have three dozen just in the Telegram channel. That's right. And we've got celebrities in there. We do. We do. Very important people. So, anyway, we are super happy to have that going. And if you want to uh, join, I will put it as the first link in the show notes yet again this week. Uh, join the Telegram channel. The uh, the the famous Will from Truth, the Strangers, and Fiction is now in there, as well as aforementioned Danny from Medford, Oregon, and all kinds of other friends, family, you- and...
2: If you're a longtime listener, you will recognize many of the names in there. So absolutely,
1: absolutely. thank you, Andrew, for doing a show. Thank you for downloading Telegram to your phone. I know that you hate it, and now you don't hate it as much because it's just us. Yes, still,
2: literally, the only thing on my Telegram thing is Revelation Radio News, which is perfect. Perfect, it is perfect. Yeah, I I was tempted. To, you to join subscribe the, to some, another one, yeah. The geopolitics and empire. yeah But instead, I would like to extend an invitation to geopolitics and empire to join the Revelation Radio News Channel. <laughs> so that way, I don't have to so, already, you know, start. It's a slippery slope. I'm afraid if I branch out, pretty soon it's going to be like it was before on Telegram, where stuff just starts dinging at me constantly and i just shut the whole thing down and never look at it again so
1: yeah that's what so you don't waiting. want to join a bunch of channels that's definitely true and i was trying to think about what's what's going on with the success of telegram i mean our friend reno from there in texas the firefighter says his favorite you know communication tool and it's good to good to use for family sometimes bigger groups i mean it it, it is a useful tool and i was trying to think what makes it you know so much different than the other social media stuff and then it hit me There's no algos, none at all, just all in order of the posts. Yeah. Just in order of what we all post, and that's it. It doesn't, it's like, Hey, you like this channel. You might like this channel. None of that stuff. It's all just what we post. And then each channel that you run into is kind of word of mouth or Twitter or something like that. And that's how you, how you get there. So, Hey, I'm not saying it's perfect. Please don't send me another explanation of how it's bad. I know the guy who invented it, maybe WEF. He's Russian, yada, yada, yada. Totally understand. Just wanted a way to pray, share some stories with my brethren, and uh, it works. Indeed. Yep. So. All right, Andrew, and thanks for doing a show. Oh, go ahead.
2: Oh, yeah. I got, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Kyle and Reno are just messaging in there right now. So that <laughs> my pictures were a big hit. So I <laughs> wants to know, is he going to buy a water filter? Definitely not. That was a no sale. And, uh, because he has to shop around, it's right? Just, oh, is he going to look for a better prices? Even, even though he could not get anyone from a uh, local plumbing company or home depot to even show up at his house. They probably looked it up online first. Uh And I did, but now I am punished for being first out there and, you know, couldn't possibly be that he can't afford it or what have you. But anyway, so it's, yeah, it was, uh, it was a rough one, but when the, when he announced his first thing, I'm not going to apologize for the condition of my house. I've been, uh, I've had problems. I've had problems with, with women and this is how I keep them away. Then, you know, it's it's kind of a rough start. So, <laughs> I feel like you, if if your goal is to just uh, keep women out of your house, you just don't invite them to your house. I've I've literally never heard of a case of women just trying to break into random men's houses uninvited. So
1: you know, problems with women, and this keeps them away. huh?
2: Yeah. So
1: it's a real. It's, uh, a real, real, real it, lion with, it, with the ladies, huh? He really, really, really hauls them in. Yeah,
2: just really got to keep, keep them away there, so that's... Uh, beating them off with a stick. So it was... But a uh, really uh, hardcore Trump hater. So that's... Huh. Surprising. It is. They do exist in Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs>
1: talk about your basket of deplorables oh okay anyway it's too late I have hit a wall it is time for us to go to bed thank you for doing a show Mr. Andrew thank you guys for your patience with me last week and I didn't even get to my travel story someday I'll tell you about how I walked through 18 inches of standing water at the Detroit airport to get to the oh. Light. yeah but uh, not tonight because I am too tired so you guys have a great uh, week out there and uh, we'll catch you again next week Thank you, everybody.
0: A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. dot com. To
2: contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com dot com and click on the contact tab or support tab.
0: Please check out the other podcasts at Network dot com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you see?